Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Mobile Studios aboard Holland America's MS Eurodam, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Cruise Radio. Also, sign up for our monthly newsletter at cruiseradio.net. We're on a seven-day Eastern Caribbean cruise. We hit Grand Turk first, then Puerto Rico. We just left St. Thomas. We're going to spend a day at sea and then end up at the Half Moon K. This ship is very sleek. It was launched uh, July of 2008. It's one of their signature class ships. There's only uh, one more ship like that, and that is the uh, New Amsterdam right now. Uh, the ship, she's 935 feet long and holds just over 2,100 passengers. We're on deck 11 right now in the crow's nest, surrounded by a lot of the very important crew members. We're going to talk to the hotel manager. Also, we uh, talked to the captain before we left St. Thomas this morning, uh, so we'll play that interview a little bit later on. But first, the guy who keeps things really rolling along here with all the entertainment, the cruise director, Jason Venner. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Jason, let me ask you, uh, where are you from? Portland, Oregon. How does one go from Portland to the Eurodam? Uh, well, Holland America Line is based out of Seattle, and so uh, when I was graduating from college, I figured, hey, let's let's get out of town, travel around for six months, and that was almost nine years ago. So, What separates Holland America from the other cruise lines? One of my favorite parts about cruising now is that each cruise line really does operate in their own little niche. You know, every cruise line does something unique and something special, I truly believe. Holland America Line is really, truly still in the people business. You know, right. we have smaller ships. We're more dedicated to service. I think we're more dedicated to the, the atmosphere of one-on-one and the atmosphere of, of pampering you. And and one of my sayings always on ships is, we don't want you to, loo- to leave this cruise vacation feeling like you need another. Right. We want you to leave your vacation feeling as if you've vacationed. And, and I think we do a great job of that. Holland America has the Explore Our World food of entertaining and explore technology. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Uh, Yeah, we have four branches to our Explore program, which is relatively new to us. Uh, Our world, as you said, which which encompasses the different locations we go to around the world. Um, And by encompassing that, what I mean is we employ someone that is known as a travel guide, and that Mm -hmm. person works directly under this branch. Now, what we attempt to bring to you is on every cruise, we want to bring to you our world. And that means not only Holland America Line, but wherever you might be. So this could be trivias uh, relating to that part of the world. It could be lectures, talks, history, background. It's a lot of, um, of interactive events and activities hosted by an individual who you would consider as close to an expert on that corner of the world as you can. The next level is food and entertaining. Explore food and entertaining. And we have a party planner on board our ships. And this person is uh, kind of the liaison between culinary and entertainment. And they do, uh, we have a showcase kitchen at sea, a million dollar uh, show kitchen at sea where we do right. cooking demonstrations and classes and lots of how-tos, lots of great stuff. Uh, we also have Explore Technology. We are partnered with uh, with Microsoft and we have our digital workshop run by our Techspert. Now with our Techspert, uh, what you get there is you get an individual who runs a completely complimentary uh, a program at sea where we have classes and events going all day long absolutely fantastic guests can come in they can sign up they can sit and watch or they can actually sit, sit at their own computer and uh, and participate in the classes the last one is explore well-being and we uh, incorporate someone called a lifestylist and this person is in charge basically of the mind body and soul and they run the basic stuff such as games and activities uh, sporting events mm-hmm. to get you to get you active uh, they are Tai Chi, and they're trained in Tai Chi, and that is our signature event every single morning at 8 o'clock. And, of course, uh, for the soul, we do a lot of things in terms of educating people on how to get better sleep, better nutrition, and whatnot. Basically, it's a, 
people that want to uh, not reinvent necessarily, but maybe refocus uh, their lifestyle. We, uh, we have people for that as well. What can first-time cruisers uh, cruising Holland America kind of expect? I think we travel under a misnomer that Holland America Line is only your grandparents' cruise right, line. Right, yeah. You know, that is the initial thought. And, yes, we do cater to, uh, a dem- to all, diff- all demographics. The older demographic was our demographic for a long time. But what Holland America Line has become more and more now over, let's say, the last uh, five, six years is a family destination. You know, we don't have the market cornered like a Disney does where we cater to the children, nor are we a carnival that caters and does an excellent job to, to to the much younger clientele. We don't want... We don't want just grandma and grandpa on our ships, and that's what people seem to think. We do want grandma and grandpa, but we also want mom and dad, and we also want son and daughter. We want generational cruising on our cruise ships. Uh, and what you can expect when you come to us is, a, is an environment that is far more lively than you would expect to find mm-hmm. on Holland America Line. Uh, people tend to, that's my number one comment that I get. People will come on board our ships and go, oh, we were not expecting any energy. Oh, we weren't expecting shows to be this big, or we weren't expecting this kind of life. And, you know, we really do. We have a lot. We offer a lot. We have some of the, uh, the people that produce our shows are, have won more and been uh, nominated for more Grammy, Oscar, Emmy, and Tonys than all the right. other cruise lines combined, basically. Wow. So we have an amazing team that puts our shows together. We really have a lot going on. And I think that I, I just wish that we could get out there faster and, and get it out there farther for more people that were not... We're not just an old person's cruise line. And I feel bad even saying that, but, you know, we really do cater to a lot more than just what people think we do. He is Jason, the cruise director aboard the MS Eurodam. Jason, thanks for being on Cruise Radio, man. Uh, It's my pleasure. Anytime. Jason, one thing I like about you, man, is you're very hands-on. A lot of cruise directors will just, you know, make their appearances uh, when they have to be there, but you're all over the ship. Right, leave the work for their underlings. Yeah, the the little peons. You know, Jason's uh, by the pool. He's he's dancing at night. Uh, He's all over the place. I really uh, really dig him. I noticed, Doug, you spent a lot of time in the main theater. Yeah, the, the music selection on this ship is awesome. Uh, Joel, very talented musician. He did a, a killer uh, Eagles tribute and also a, a very cool kind of impromptu um, Elton John tribute as well. And Doug, aside from that, there's the daily activities on board the ship at night, Northern Lights Dance Club. That's a lot of fun. And of course, the gambling and the very, very exciting casinos on board. Doug, quickly tell everybody about the staterooms. Yeah, I really dig our cabin. We're on a deck five. We have a veranda, a nice balcony, two chairs out there. Uh, there's, uh, well, we have two single beds now, but it pushes together to make uh, one king-size bed, or queen-size bed, rather. When we're feeling lonely. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? Uh, the bathroom, I like the bathroom because there's actually a, a full tub in there instead of just a stand-up area, yeah. which I, I dig, but probably my favorite part of the stateroom is the, the ship flicks. is actually uh, a catalog of like a thousand movies, um, and any movie you want is pretty much in there, and all you do is uh, dial 90 guest services, and they'll bring the movie right to your room, That's or, uh, cool. yeah, or go pick it up, so uh, Loved that. The TVs are a little small. They could stand to be a little bit bigger. But other than that, uh, staterooms are A-OK. Plenty of storage space, too. Just want to mention, this episode marks our 13th onboard show. Is that right, Doug? Yeah, 13. But if you are new to Cruise Radio and just uh, listening for the first time, we invite you to check out our 60 other episodes. Again, 13 of which include us being on board doing a live show at various parts of the Caribbean on various cruise lines. So that's uh, really cool. And we want to thank our subscribers. Too. Uh, we're up to 50,000 subscribers, and it wouldn't be made possible without your support. Yeah, 60 episodes. That's only 30 hours of your life. That's all we're asking for. <laughs> That's right. Not a lot. <laughs> we have the amazing executive chef standing by here. Uh, ready to talk to him in just a moment. 
Have a question for the experts? Or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. You can follow Cruise Radio on Twitter at Cruise Radio. On board Holland America's MS Eurodam, we're going to talk to the executive chef in just a moment. I want to talk about the food, though. The big specialty restaurant on board is the Pinnacle Grill, which serves your American fare, the uh, filet, the lobster, the shrimp, the fish. There is a $20 surcharge for this, but again, very well worth it because where else on the mainland can you get all these items for one low price? And it's also a great experience too, like if you're doing uh, an anniversary or a birthday celebration, a very good just dining experience altogether. Another restaurant on board is the Tamarind, which features Pan-Asian cuisine, uh, visually stunning. The ambiance is amazing, but the items on the menu, check this out, the shrimp shumai steamed dumplings, the snapper baked in rice paper, the Penang red curry, coconut chicken, and uh, one of your favorites, Doug? Oh my gosh, you're talking about the wasabi crusted beef tenderloin, which was amazing! Yeah, served on the oak plank. A lunch there's no charge, right? Right, there's no charge for lunch and a $15 surcharge for dinner. Well and, worth it. Yeah, also, uh, you got to mention the view in the restaurant, too. It's almost like a 180-degree uh, panoramic view of the ocean. Now, if you're craving classic Italian fare, you might want to check out the Canaletto restaurant. They block off half of the Lido dining room and turn it into Canaletto. Interesting. There's, yeah, there's no service charge, but uh, there is reservations required for it. And, of course, there's all the casual dining selections, like pizza on the Lido deck, the poolside dining and of course room service at all hours of the night. And don't forget the main dining room too. At least reserve one night for the main dining room. It's really elegant, great view and a really broad menu too ranging from classic dishes to the regionally inspired items on the menu. And I know it goes without saying but there's two formal nights on uh, these seven night sailing so definitely bring your sports coat or formal wear. And now the man who makes it all come together the executive chef Robert Steele from the UK. Welcome to Cruise Radio First, tell us a little bit about yourself. I studied at hotel school for three and a half years. I did my uh, hotel management course and also sitting guilds, which is all the food-related courses as well. So it's all in all, total four years at college. My apprenticeship, I did at the uh, Michelin Star uh, restaurant in the Lake District. Called it was the hotel's called the Sharabay Hotel. So I did my apprenticeship there. I was there for three and a half years, and I always believe, you know. Uh, the first job is the most important job. Mm -hmm. um, actually, I started in the pot wash because there were actually no vacancies at the time. But I was determined to get into this hotel, which was the Shara Bay. Nice. Um, yeah, I had to wait like one month uh, before I could actually uh, start in the, in the actual kitchen. Um, but it was well worth it. So I was there for a total of three and a half years at the Shara Bay Hotel. A lot of folks think executive chef, um, all he does is just cook, but there's a lot more than that. There's a lot of uh, admin and paperwork and such. Uh, what are your typical duties on board here? My overall duty is to supervise uh, my team, uh, make, make sure everybody uh, is in position and knows what they're doing. And, of course, all, all departments, all kitchen-related departments are actually running, uh, make sure everybody's got their food supply and um, make sure uh, my management are well-informed for everything, and everybody's doing their job. About how many meals do you crank out a day on board the uh, MS Eurodam? Approximately 13,000 meals a day. Wow. And with those 13,000 meals, what kind of consumption do you have on seven-day? Like, uh, how much meat do you go through uh, on a seven-day sailing and vegetables and, and such? For beef strip loin, uh, we use uh, 
3,000 pounds of strip loin per seven days. Eggs, uh, we use uh, 14,000 eggs only for the passengers. That's not including crew. Wow. So it's, it's, it's high. And I have a couple of uh, listener questions here for you. We have Robert from Phoenix. Uh, he wants to know, uh, have you ever had a sailing where you were close to running out of product? Not one, well, not, not one when I'm here. Um, right. If need be, uh, we, we utilize, uh, we have many other items uh, uh, we can utilize in the storeroom. And uh, if we need to, which doesn't happen often, we can, uh, we can change with permission of uh, our culinary operations manager. Question here from Jesse in Valdosta, Georgia. What's your favorite dish to cook when you're not working? I love Asian food. I like Thai food especially. I like all the... Uh, the combination of the different taste profiles, you know, with right. the, with the uh, you have the sweet, you have the sour, you have mm-hmm. the salty, and you have the spice, and have you have all the fresh herbs on top of that, and it just gives you know when when you get that sort of correct balance, it gives you one great explosion in your mouth. It's <laughs> it's uh, I I absolutely love Thai food. So uh, you could be found in the Asian fusion restaurant whenever you're not working then, pretty much. <laughs> He's the executive chef aboard the MS Eurodam, Mr. Robert Steele from the UK. Thanks for being on Cruise Radio. Nice to meet you, and thank you very much. Have a good day. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise one. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise one. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun? Cosmo? Or New England? Or Canada? Or Italy? Or Greece? Or the Far East? Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise one. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise one. Let us send you on your way. Cruise one. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising Each episode, we like to feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Pick of the Week. One of the most common questions we get here is, how can I not gain weight while on a cruise? Well, here's a couple of suggestions. Eat less and move more. <laughs> yeah, at least once a day, find your way to the fitness center, jogging track, or sports deck for some kind of activity, or even just walk the ship deck by exploring all the public rooms. Try actually doing some things like taking the stairs instead of the elevator. Uh, instead of spending time uh, lazing on the beach, sign up for a more active shore excursion like a snorkeling adventure, a walking tour of the town, uh, a bike ride through the countryside, or a hike through a national park. When it comes to indulging or overindulging, Definitely splurge. I mean, you are on vacation after all, but don't overdo it to the point of no return. Try to stick with breakfast and lunch portions that you're used to at home and choose wisely at dinner, allowing yourself to enjoy your own personal must-haves, but maybe order off the healthy choice menu if there is one available. Remember, just because you're on a cruise, there's no reason to go overboard. See what I did there? (laughs) Because we're on a ship. Uh, I think you've got it. You know, Matt, it takes more to run a ship than just a cruise director, a cook, and a captain. Which, by the way, is the name of Doug's rap group. Yeah. Cruise director, cook, and a (laughs) captain. But in all seriousness, this really is one big hotel on the high seas. Yeah, it pretty much is. And joining us right now is the hotel manager, Mr. Stan Cuppins. Stan, welcome to Cruise Radio. Now, you've been with the company for 20-plus years. Where'd you do your schooling? 
Well, I uh, did my schooling in the Netherlands. I did my, um, actually it is in university that, uh, that you follow in the Netherlands that, uh, that brings you to hotel management. I did my university, just regular bachelor's degree in Holland and then I did my uh, master's degree in Cornell. Okay. Um, and I did that while working on Holland and Ekelein already and doing summer courses, getting points for it and uh, adding them up to, uh, to master's. Uh, then I actually joined Holland Airline right away, and uh, after my very first contract, uh, I was uh, so hooked that I never wanted to leave anymore. Right. And went on in the management training program, uh, which land-based hotels have as well. Right. It's, it's kind of an eight-year program in which you have to um, go through all the departments on the, on the ship or mm-hmm. in the hotel. Uh, cabin service, um, front office, culinary, everything, and um, and with that you come to um, to uh, to hotel management. It's amazing to me how you can turn the ship around entirely in just a couple of hours. Uh, how many folks are working underneath you to coordinate that? In uh, in the hotel department, we have uh, more than 700 crew wow. members uh, just just uh, on this ship alone. And actually, we have to form a complete team and work as a team and, and uh, to get the ship turned around and get the next group of guests on board ship again. What separates Holland America apart from the other cruise lines? Um, Holland America Line is in a sort of a premium market. Mm-hmm. And premium market uh, uh, attracts a certain um, style of, of guests. And, um, and, and each cruise line caters to... And different markets. Uh, you have cruise lines that uh, that cater to the to the wealthy amongst us. You have cruise lines that cater to families. You have cruise lines that cater to Germans, to 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 British people, to and so on. It's the, there's a lot of different uh, cruise lines that have their market and so on. And we have kind of the premium market. So the uh, very often seen as the product that we uh, provide is uh, is appreciated by um, uh, a, a market that for the money that they spent on it uh, is is, um, is in level i have a couple of uh, listener questions here for you uh, margaret in fort myers wants to know uh, does the purser's desk still exist on a cruise on cruise ships and um, if so what does the purser do yeah, the, the purser's uh, position still exists on Holland and Mekelein ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is completely different than, uh, than in the past. Mm-hmm. In the past, the purser was the hotel manager. He was the gentleman that was running the hotel department. Uh, the, this function also has had a different name. There was Chief Steward okay. uh, in charge of the entire hotel department. But uh, now at this moment, the purser is still around, but the purser is now uh, kind of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, still in charge of the front office, now also not anymore. Now the person is only doing the financial part. So he's in charge of, um, of uh, all the money matters on board. Okay. Uh, and um, he is also in charge of the people that are working for him, clearing the ship in each of the ports that we, uh, that we, uh, that we go to. Uh, besides also, um, he's in charge of the, of the human resources 
part of the so the, the crew members coming on board, crew members going off, the whole crew assignments in the in the crew cabins, like payroll uh, and such, payroll, um, those kind of things. So so everything that an that an HR manager does on land, uh, he has people working for him here on board ship. Wow, a lot of responsibility there. Uh, one more listener question here. Laura from Spokane, Washington asks: uh, Are there medical facilities on board the ship, and if so, how many doctors are on board? Yes, we have uh, medical facilities. Um, we have a complete medical staff. We have an, uh, an ICU on board mm-hmm. uh, for first response. It's not where we can do operations right. and so on, but it is uh, definitely somewhere where we can keep somebody alive. And then we have wards as well, mm-hmm. a doctor's office and a crew doctor's office. So um, we have an, a North American physician on board. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important because in an emergency, this person needs to understand the, right. the the pains and the organs and everything the, the people are mentioning so if that person would not be familiar with the, with the English language uh, into detail with medical then it would not then, then it would be a problem then we also have a crew doctor on board a crew doctor takes care uh, specifically for the crew uh, and that crew doctor is very often from the country of where the crew members the majority of the crew members are from and in this case from the Philippines okay um, and then we have um, one uh, lead nurse and then a couple of part-time nurses on board. And the lead nurse is a permanent nurse on board ship. He is the hotel manager aboard the MS Eurodam, Mr. Stan Cuppins, all the way from Netherlands. Stan, thanks for being on Cruise Radio. Thank you. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Since we have already left St. Thomas and we are at sea on our way to Half Moon Cay, the captain is obviously very busy on the bridge. And uh, that's why we made a point to talk to him earlier. And we share that interview with you right now with Captain Darren Boland. Captain, surely you can't just go to school for four years and come out and be a captain of a a 900-foot vessel like this. What's really involved in becoming a captain? I have a little different background, but uh, most of the officers today, they go through uh, their cadetship. Mm-hmm. They attain either a uh, diploma or a degree in uh, nautical sciences. And then there's an associated uh, period of sea time in order to obtain the, the different levels, I guess, within the licensing component of that. There's kind of the education and then the licensing component. Uh, I know in Canada, uh, the, the curriculum is about four years education and uh, to get that diploma and then about five years associated sea time. And uh, that seat time is, you know, calculated as eight hours a day, 365 days for one year. To get a master's, unlimited license is about five years. Once you have your master's license and you move into the industry, then, you know, it's it's uh, experience, getting to understand the operation, because it's more than just driving the ship, obviously. Right. There's, the, there's a whole operation to understand. So, um, you know, for myself, I started in the military, so a, a little bit of a different background, but... Um, uh, for me, I started. I started in this uh, at the age of 20, and I, I received my first command at the age of 37. Okay. So 17 years of work. A few minutes ago, we were talking uh, about your duties exceed more than just steering the ship. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. Well, here we. I mean, obviously, the the, um, the captain is overall responsible for the vessel, mm-hmm. um, but I can't do that without a whole lot of expertise, of course. Right. Uh, we have. 
what we call an executive committee, uh, at least in this line, um, which comprises of the hotel manager, the chief engineer, the chief officer, and myself. And collectively, we are responsible for driving all the necessary processes, both on the regulatory side of the business and on the, uh, the you know the revenue side of the business and the guest experience. But collectively, we are held accountable for that on the, on the vessel. Uh, the other night, you were talking about uh, Holland America and how they have uh, how you guys have some of the greenest ships out there right now. Uh, can you elaborate on some of your green efforts? Well, we you know we've taken great pains um, just on simple things. Uh, well, first and foremost, fuel economy and looking at. And this is what's helped develop a lot of these different technologies like Azipods. They're far more efficient than conventional drive systems. Um, we see uh, these massive recycling systems uh, that we have on board where we're segregating just about all of, uh, you know, at least all the solid waste we're segregating into the different streams. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, probably the greatest... Um, I guess advancement we've had in technology here is that advanced wastewater purification treatment plant, which takes the black water and the gray water on board and processes it through a four part process. Um, first filter you know takes out any plastics or garbage that comes through the system um, then it goes into a, a bacterial based vat okay um, so you know we have a a biological process that it does away with most of the um, the, the the waste, mm-hmm. and then uh, it goes through membranes and uh, finally a UV uh, light process. So what comes out the other end is is, is potable. Okay. Potable water is what comes out the other side. Over the past seventeen years, uh, since you've been sailing on cruise ships, how have you seen technology change, uh, especially in the navigational bridge? Well, it's it's changed dramatically. Um, you know, I, I, I'm just approaching my twenty. And even go back maybe a little further okay. because this is my what, 27th year now uh, in this business. And I can tell you, when I first started going to sea, we didn't have GPS, mm-hmm. so we were still navigating across the Pacific Ocean on sextant, which is quite right. a statement. Yeah. Um, and you know, the accuracy of a, st- a sextant, at least for those that are are capable with a sextant, you know, uh, for three miles to five miles mm-hmm. uh, accuracy. And uh, you know, now we've gone to GPS, which um, creates accuracy of. 10 inches to a foot and we and we really need that accuracy for yeah. what we're doing because we have big ships and small ports mm-hmm. and uh, there's a lot of things that we uh, do that really require utmost precision yes. uh, the other thing we've seen is it's not just the accuracy of navigation systems but this huge integration of uh, systems in general so that the GPS is integrated with the radar, and it's integrated with the navigational chart. And uh, this is something maybe some people are aware of, but we, we've been going through this this real uh, revolution in mapping here over the last 10 years, and we've been remapping the world. Uh, this is based on something called the geoidal system, which is the actual shape of the Earth, because the Earth's not round, right. as we know. It's not flat either, but it's not round. Uh, it, it's uh, more the shape of an egg. Right. So we've created, and with the power of computers and the development of all these different technologies, so we've seen this Virtual mapping. So here on the Eurodam, we see um, um, electronic charts that cover the entire world. Mm-hmm. Electronic charts are layered information. So let's say you're going to a harbor chart, coastal chart, and ocean-going chart, and the, and those are defined by the amount of layers. A harbor chart might have you know 50 or 75 layers of information, mm-hmm. and less as you as you move further away from the coast. But what that gives us is seamless a seamless mapping mm-hmm. and an accuracy that we've never seen before in history and again integrated with radar so you get you get um overlapping of radar imagery and the electronic charts 
with a GPS, and it helps tie in virtual world to real world. And it, it, I will tell you that uh, the navigation of the ships hasn't got easier mm-hmm. over the years, but the precision is incredible. I right. mean, it's really incredible what we do with these ships. Um, there's a lot of ports where we have to line the ship up as we come alongside. We have to be plus or minus six inches wow. to get the gangway out. So you're moving uh-huh. 90,000 tons plus or minus six inches. Right. And again, we're able to do that with the with the technology and the sensors and, and all of this information we have coming our way. So it's, it's, it's really exciting to be part of that technological wave. And, and again, cruise ships really set the standard for the industry in the shipping industry you know in the in the whole shipping industry yeah. we are the the standard which all else you know most all most other companies look at yeah he is the captain of the ms Eurodam, captain darren boland thanks for being on cruise radio uh, nice being here thanks very much yeah, there's actually a lot more to that interview than we just played you and that's where we talk about premium content now available at cruiseradio.net giving you full access kind of a, a secret all access pass to our unedited interviews that we've done along the way really cool stuff it's only $2.99 a month which is nothing considering what you pay for a mere cup of coffee every morning is that how you're rationalizing That's it? pretty much how I'm going to okay, justify that's this. that's nice. Before we wrap up, i got to know, Doug, how would you sum up the past uh, few days here aboard Holland America's MS Eurodam? Well, honestly, like, I've always heard from other people and for myself, just having this misconception that Holland America was always an older demo cruise line. When I say that, I mean, like, 70s, 80s, yeah. and 90s. Yeah. And, yeah, there, there is it's, it's multi-generational, like uh, Jason was saying earlier, but there is something for everyone. On here. I think there's somewhere right in the middle there. It's not like sleepy time senior citizen cruise, and it's not like in your face, insane, crazy cruise madness all the time. Like, yeah, I mean, it's not a spring break ship, but then again, on the other side, it's not a nursing home either. A big thank you to everyone at Holland America Corporate, Eric Elviord and Melissa Mefford. Thank you so much for setting up this broadcast. Next week, Stuart Shearer on The Cruise Guy, and one of our favorite guests, Famed television personality Jeff Edwards will be with us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio, Facebook, facebook.com slash cruise radio, and sign up for our monthly newsletter at cruiseradio.net. And watch for that premium content mm-hmm. from the Cruise One Mobile Studios aboard Holland America's MS Eurodam. I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Mm-hmm.